Hi, welcome to the Songwriter Diaries. This is a podcast all about picking the brain of every songwriter that you know. So grab a glass of wine and join us. My name is Megan Ellsworth. My co-host is Caroline Stump. This is the Songwriter Diaries. We're all depressed, so let's write a song about it. We are back. Oh my gosh, it's insane to think that it's the sixth season and we are back with more women power today. Yes. With one of my absolutely favorite people, absolute favorite people in the entire world. Yes. Hey, she has been my best friend for 20 years. No, 19. 19. Yeah. Yep. 20 next year. Oh my gosh, <clears throat> 20 years next year. I know. So she has grown with me. I've seen her music grow. I've seen her grow as a person and it's been absolutely incredible. And I'm so happy to have her here. Yes. We're so glad to have you, Lily. Yay. Yay. I love Um, this podcast. Yay. Oh my gosh. Well, why don't you just start out by telling our audience a little bit about yourself and your musical journey? Yes. Um, so I'm from Des Moines, Iowa. Caroline and I grew up as next door neighbors, actually, which is kind of a fun part Aww. of our story. <laughs> <I know. laughs> so um, we shared a backyard. <laughs> uh, and I have been writing music forever. Um, just kind of was the thing I've always done. And then when I was 13, I started performing at the Des Moines Farmers Market on the street corners. Um, there were five hour slots, which was brutal (laughs) but uh, it taught me a lot about you know like people don't have to pay attention to you so get as good as you can and um sort of like power through some of the moments when things are uncomfortable or maybe you're not doing as well as you want to be doing and so all of that sort of pushed me forward to look for other places to play in Des Moines um and then when I was 19 after doing all of this independently, I met Station One Records, which is a nonprofit record label in Des Moines, and signed with them uh, right, bef- right before I went to college. And uh, I've been working with them ever since then. And so about uh, four years now, which is wow. how quickly that's gone. Um, yeah, and we've recorded an EP together and an album and a few singles and um, done some touring and uh i'm excited to be able to get back to all of that in in a normal capacity after 2020 (laughs) (laughs) yeah i bet yeah my main question obviously i know some of the answers to these but i think people are curious because you do a lot of touring typically throughout the year especially when you graduated college that entire year after you were touring traveling all over And how has that changed this past year and impacted both positively, oh my gosh, I can't speak today, positively (laughs) and negatively impacted your career and your opportunities? Yeah, I mean, obviously I have not been uh, touring uh, since the pandemic happened. It was really rough because I mean, I graduated in 2019. And so the end half of 2019 was really when that touring was starting to pick up and then Mm -hmm. the beginning of 2020 before the lockdown um and I was planning on 2020 being this like huge year for touring and I had a bunch of things in the works that uh obviously all had to be including a a duo tour I know we were gonna go on tour together I remember that Mm. oh 
it'll happen eventually. It'll happen. Yeah. And so it's, uh, it's been, I've been trying to find the silver linings in it. Cause that's what I do. Um, with like, you know, I've had more time to record. I've been recording, which has been good. Um, with a couple that I haven't, that I've been wanting to record with and I haven't had the chance to yet. Um, I got a dog, which was great. Yes. And, um, I just have had a lot more time to focus on writing in a way that I wasn't when I was touring. Um, and so it's, it's okay. Um, thank God I'm, I'm healthy and the people I love are healthy and looks like it's going to be a reality pretty soon. And yeah, that's just what it is. Do you find yourself writing more now that you are not on tour or is it kind of the opposite of like tour is kind of a motivator to do everything creatively? Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's a tour definitely is a motivator, but it's, Mm. you're also so tired. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And this, I mean, the pandemic has also been exhausting and yeah, I talk about, I've talked about this with a lot of artists and friends who are artists. It's like, it's also really hard to create during this because fucking exhausting to yeah. even be alive mm-hmm. yeah um, so I've I've been able to write a lot of things that I'm very proud of but I would not say that the volume of the things that I've written has expanded because I have more free time because yeah. a lot of that's just been taken care of myself yeah I've asked yeah. that to a lot of guests like selfishly because yeah I haven't written a complete song I think in almost a year it's hard and I've written like you know lines here and there I'll like pick up my guitar occasionally but I just it it is exhausting and it's also like we're all just trying to make ends meet and figure out our lives yep whereas it takes a lot of energy to create and I don't think people realize that no no well and there's also this sort of like trope like you have to be going through something really tragic and like traumatic to be like Mm -hmm. making good art and this is a very good example of how untrue that is for so many people yeah um and I remember talking about this like before even any of this happened of like I was so upset about how um like the idea that you have to be like suffering to make good art Mm -hmm. yeah um I just I just don't think that you're as productive and the stuff that you're making is more focused on survival which can sometimes be okay but like also that's an outlet and I don't think that we should look at it as like that's something that we can sell because right. then that, the way that thing that you need to like be therapeutic yeah. for you yeah yeah but when you're happy and like all your needs are met and stuff I think that that's when you can really like use creativity and mm-hmm. that's the stuff I think that feels better yeah. to like I mean, yes it mm-hmm. and you know, it becomes fun rather than yeah. like a necessity. And what a yeah. horrible thing for you to feel like you have to always be hurting to mm-hmm. make good art. Like that's just such mm-hmm. bullshit that we put on ourselves. Yes. Oh, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Yes. Um, do you have recommendations for independent artists trying to book and map out a tour? Like what have, what has your experience been? um what kind of areas are easier um or harder yeah um obviously like right now is just a mess to Mm -hmm. do anything like that um I have no idea how to navigate the landscape after this I mean we're trying to figure that out in normal times I think the midwest doesn't get enough love um 
they're, and I am a Midwest baby, so I will always be very proud of it for some reasons and not others, but um, (laughs) it's affordable to like go through there. People that are music fans are truly there because they enjoy music. Um, There's been a lot of really cool venues popping up in the Midwest. It's easy to tour through there and it's quick to get to other places. Like from Des Moines, you have so many other big markets, just 10 hours within it, like Denver being included Mm -hmm. in that. Um, so I think, yeah, if, if you're an independent artist, you know, post pandemic and you're (laughs) looking to book a tour, I think making an effort to spend some time in, you know, Omaha and Kansas city and St. Louis and Des Moines and up to Minneapolis and like Madison. And it's a really great little circle that you can make. And there's a lot of music fans there and it's definitely cheaper than if you were going to like try to come down the California coast. Not yeah. as um, fun maybe, or not as beautiful, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of really good stuff in there that I think hasn't been illuminated for some yet. Yeah, yeah. tapped into for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, do you have recommendations for how to reach out to venues or how to find venues? Um, and I know you've toured both with a band and independently. Yeah. So do you have recommendations too, for people trying to tour as a solo act going to different places? Because I found reaching out, it's a lot harder to like get a solo act book than get a band booked. Yeah. And so many people um, have had that same experience. So I was just wondering if you've also dealt with that. Yeah, no, I mean, one, I think you have to just be incredibly persistent, almost annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, because like, there are so many people and especially mm-hmm. after this, I can only imagine venues are just going to get bogged down with requests because yeah, everybody yeah. has been off the road for a year. Um, I think of, in terms of like finding venues and um, maybe if you're trying to find like a support slot for somebody, look at artists who are maybe like a step above where you want to be that you really look up to and that fit yeah. inside your genre and like see where they're touring in the area mm-hmm. um and then just use like every connection that you have like reach out to everybody that you know in the city and ask questions and if they have any connections and um yeah it's so much easier to ask and like utilize the people that you've already made connections with and people are willing to help mm-hmm. um and then just like be ready to do that for other folks that are coming through the area that you're in. Yeah. I love it. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. I love that reaching out and using connections. That's so important. And if people don't help you, they're just dicks. So yeah. <laughs> Fuck those guys. Reach out to us. We're all nice. True. For the most part. As I just call so many people dicks, but that's okay. <laughs> Um, so last year you recorded and released a single in the midst of the pandemic. What was the recording process like, um, compared to previous experiences and what was it like releasing in, in 2020? Yeah. Um, it felt like a godsend to be able to release in 2020. 
I had a ton of imposter syndrome all through 2020 because I was like, how the hell can I call myself a musician if I'm like not not doing any of the things that I usually do as a musician? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so which like has its own thing and like, you know, but it was yeah. very helpful to like have the release to reground myself in it, that and be like, oh, yes, this is this is what you do. <laughs> But I had yeah. actually recorded Sensitive before um, the pandemic as a part of a podcast for a friend that I was doing. Um, cool. And uh, it, it was just like this one-off sort of performance that was not really supposed to go anywhere. And he asked if he could throw down some like synths and some piano on it. I was like, sure. Like, I don't really think this song's going to go anywhere. I'm, you know. So we did it and it, I loved it so much, but I was in the middle of recording or touring. And so I didn't have time to think about really uh, anything beyond it just being part of the podcast. And then 2020 happened and the po- the pandemic happened. And um, I realized that I was like sitting on this song that I had been touring and I grew to like it a lot more. And um, I went back in to record some backup vocals, like in the middle of the, pandemic and that was really bizarre and um weird and it was like he was one of the first people I had seen outside of that um cool but we just like masked up and were very uh (laughs) distant and um got to like kind of check in with each other in that in that moment and had a friend master it and uh just put it out which was great that's awesome that's exciting yeah yeah it was good. I, I'm very thankful that sometimes I think things ha- like set themselves up so that they're more convenient for you in the future mm-hmm. and you just like, don't know it at the time. And that was absolutely one of those. Yeah. Things. Yeah. For sure. What did your, what did like the response look like for that? Um, I, I mean, I think people were happy to have music. I had released Bite Back, which is the album um, in 2019, like the fall. So it was exciting to have something new and also just a lot of artists were releasing because that's like all we were could do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, outside of like live streams. And so I also had a lot of support from my other artist friends who knew. I mean, I think if this pandemic proved one thing too to artists is like we are sometimes all we have. So you kind of have to support the folks yeah. that you have in your circles and um you know, share their stuff and like stream their stuff and then they'll do the same for you. And then the people that, you know, uh, it's just easier for it to get to the people who really, really enjoy that music. So Mm -hmm. that was good. I got a lot of support from my friends, from both of you. Always share your friend's stuff. Again, don't be a fucking dick. Just share. (laughs) Share. Yeah, I need that tattooed on my forehead. Don't be a fucking dick. Seriously, (laughs) like it's Mm -hmm. so it helps. Yeah, it does, especially like on Instagram algorithms and stuff. Mm -hmm. It kind of sucks, but like it does, and it's totally in your power. Like save things and share things, and yeah, it's unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, when people are like saving your your like posts or sharing them on their story or sending them to their friends like that, oh my gosh, it helps so much. Yeah, it really does. And you've done more recording too, like home recording, right? Yes. Um, I did some demos uh, from, I just used GarageBand because I'm a beautiful. Neanderthal. It's <laughs> <everything's> <laughs> so expensive. It is. It is. It is. And it honestly, is. like, 
I use Logic and GarageBand is way more user friendly than Logic. And Logic's more user friendly than Pro Tools, in my opinion. And oh, yeah. Pro Tools more user friendly than Ableton. And so, and mm-hmm. I mean, if you got GarageBand, use it. It's yeah. true. Seriously. And it does the trick. I'm not going to release any of my like yeah. garage band demos. No. But I'm like, this helps. is why you hire people to do that it's stuff. That, that <laughs> it. Yeah. Who are your biggest musical influences besides us? Because we're everybody's influences. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I'm a um, Megan and Caroline fan club. Mm-hmm. Of, of one. We only have one fan. Of one. I <laughs> mean, I love so deeply. I, I was looking back. Do you ever look back at your old Instagram posts? Just like, oh, yeah, cute. All Meg. the time. So I was doing that last night and I found one of you and I from high school after one of my show choir performances. Oh yeah. And my caption was my like my biggest and only fan. And it's still true. Oh <laughs> Megan is also yeah. um, you hello. but nobody yeah. will ever love you as much as we yeah. will. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so true. And Jacob. Yeah. And Pearl. Oh, yeah, but Jacob. besides those yeah. people. <laughs> oh, and Pearl. Yeah. You have a fan club of four. Maybe my mom. <laughs> But that's yeah, debatable. Five. Yeah, definitely debatable. Lisa's a fair weather fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true, though. I mean, yeah. With love. Yeah. Okay, biggest musical influences? Oh, yeah. My um, my musical influences change all the time. Um, I feel like recently, I have been listening to a lot of Bon Iver. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, really digging into the instrumental stuff that he does is um insane mm-hmm. and i'm also going up Ooh. to wisconsin for the summer um to work on a sunset tour boat <laughs> as a musician mm-hmm. and he's from uh eau claire wisconsin and so i've been like having some more midwest pride mm-hmm. you're That's you're so the next cool. bone bear i'm ready I love bone yes and then i've been listening to a lot of simon and garfunkel because oh. i got a record player I yes. have the record of the oh my god bookends. So I've been teaching songwriting classes, so I'm like always pulling up Simon and Garfunkel, and so those yes. are my two. Like I love it. We had a professor say that Simon and Garfunkel's um, "America" is the greatest song ever written. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is, I think, a valid I point. Would I've also I've definitely agree. mentioned this on a podcast before, but I'm mentioning it again. I've met Paul Simon. What? Oh, I yeah. met him when oh, I was little. That? Yeah, I met him. Did he baptize no. you? Um, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> baptize. I was with my parents at one of his shows without Garfunkel. They had broken up by then. Oh. And my mom had a CD and wanted it signed, but obviously she couldn't get through the crowd of people trying to get their oh, CDs signed. So she just pushed me into the crowd and I'm, you know, eight with a little CD, like, here you go, Paul. Oh my <laughs> God. One of my like very first memories. My well, memory is very poor, but blonde hair. I always forget about yeah. that. God, I know. I, I share that story whenever I can because I feel cool. <laughs> because I say that I meet I've met some of the Beach Boys but people don't know the names of the Beach Boys so it's less impressive yeah 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 which you know valid you gotta be a <laughs> fan you gotta be a really in-depth fan okay so both like everyone knows Brian Wilson though everybody yeah. knows him yeah I actually have not met him in person oh. I don't. have you met Mike Love I've met Mike Love 
iconic. Yes. Yes. Um, Apparently he's a Trumpy though. So I don't support that. I know. Oh my God. For all of you not watching because we don't do video versions of this. My jaw just dropped to the floor. That's upsetting. Wow. Crazy. Other musical influences besides Bonnie Bear? I grew up on a lot of like folk music. Um, I was listening to The Waves. They're like this sister duo from Australia. Wonderful. Iconic. Um, they're fantastic. And uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I grew up on like Bob Dylan and the Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles. And OAR. And, yeah, my, my father was a big like music person. He took us life. to an OAR concert. He did. Yeah, my dad was like definitely like folk and jam bands, and then my mom was definitely like pop and like rock and stuff. And so like between the two of them, and they both have like great taste in music in like their own ways. And so then it came together, and then mm-hmm. I was like, I'm gonna put this together in this way. Mm-hmm. Here we are. I love it. I love it. Um, well, what are your career goals for the next? five years what do you what are you thinking yeah um I don't want to, I just always my goal has been like I want to do as much music as I can and maintain my artistic integrity and keep doing it kind of the way that I want to and you know uh, two years ago I would have been like I want to be on the road I want a tour I want a tour and I still want to tour. Um, I'm just also a little bit more receptive to how that might be. It might look different than it did. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I am more and more sort of um, selling myself on the idea of moving to a community that's a little bit more music oriented uh, than Des Moines. <laughs> she will be moving to Nashville. I am manifesting it. Yes. <laughs> that's so many meetings when she's here. I'm just going to hype her up. She's such a little businesswoman. Oh my god, I love oh, that. Not little like a tile, well, but she's a, just you know petite. She's she's here with her manager because she has a manager. That's not me, shockingly. Oh my god. <laughs> but she's come here and had like three meetings a day, and everybody's trying to convince her to move here. And I'm like, um, mm-hmm. yes, you should move here. It's been well, it's just a wonderful city. Mm-hmm. Um so it's the rednecks and the Republicans, as yeah. we were just We'll forget about them. We'll forget about them. Otherwise, great. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, I just want to be somewhere that is creative. Mm-hmm. And um, Des Moines is that to an extent, but I've also lived my whole life there. And so I feel like it might be, this is, kind of feels like a time to like go leave the nest a little bit more. So yeah. Flat. Flat. <laughs> <laughs> It's really good that we don't have video, as I'm just like, my little wing. (laughs) My little wing. (laughs) I also just look like absolute garbage. No. Go check in on Lily's Instagram story. Actually, this is going to come out way later, but it's it's on there. Go follow her. Go follow her. Mm -hmm. Now you know. Okay, so here's our hard-hitting question. This is the question that we're proud of. I'm ready. (laughs) Why do you write songs? Um, wow. That is hard hitting. Mm-hmm. That hits hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I write songs for a lot of reasons. That's a cop-out answer. Because <laughs> one, um, it's fun to do. Two, I'm good at it. 
three. I don't know. I think you're kind of shit. <laughs> just kidding. I only have you. We only have good songwriters on this podcast, people. Yes. Um, yes, you are good at it. Thank you. Um, and I also just, I don't know, I'm not like the most eloquent of people uh, when I have to like voice things. And I like metaphors and like songs really speak to me because I think a lot of experiences or a lot of feelings can get transferred onto a lot of different experiences and music is such a good vehicle for that. And so yeah. it's really cool to me to like go back to songs that you wrote two years ago or three years ago or whatever, when you were in a very particular part of your life. Yeah. And then realize that they like still apply. So it kind of feels like little um, love letters or like each song is like a kind of like little part of you that you can like take with you all the time. And it feels um, like less lonely sometimes to like know that you have all of these things that are very stuck in like a certain period of your life that you get to keep with you. And I'm just a sentimental person, so it's also... It You're feels- also mentally ill. I'm also mentally <laughs> ill. <laughs> You're like, it makes you feel less lonely. I'm like, that's your mental illness coming up. You're like, sometimes I just get anxious and depressed and feel alone. <laughs> I do. I, yeah. And then I go to my music. Same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not to be confused with the fact that you have to be suffering to make music, because you don't. I mean, in my happiest moments, too, I make music, and it makes... Yeah it's all better too mm-hmm. so um yeah anyway that's the answer yes. <laughs> I love it that's a great answer I don't think we've ever really had an answer like that before no. most okay. of our answers revolve around mental illness yours did yeah tough, most of yeah but just the less direct way it's, I mean yeah. yeah not even mental illness just like therapy and like me- yeah. like mental health in general you don't I have to be yeah. mentally- that's what expression yeah. is exactly yeah. yeah it's like creativity it's just get your thoughts out yeah on paper true well it's that time it's the time of the season copyrighted <laughs> that's, that's why i sing it a little off melody <laughs> that's why i sing it they'll never know <laughs> they'll never know um so we like to end an episode with uh, the person's song, with a song by the artist. So what, what are we sharing, Lily? Yes. Um, I'm going to play you a song from my album, Bite Back. Uh, and it's called yes. Daughter. Oh, and it's one of my favorites. Yes. Um, I felt very proud. It's one of my favorites as well. To write it. Uh, yes, that's what I'm going to share with you. Beautiful. Well, thank you for being on. Thank you for sharing your beautiful thoughts. Uh, Here's the song. If you don't want to think of me, you can think of 
hungry 